Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. From Real Trends, the trusted source for real estate industry news, this is Real Trending, Episode 60. We're breaking down the trends of the week and showing how they impact brokers and agents. I'm Steve Murray, president of Real Trends, and today we're discussing the expansion of the iBuyer trend, merger and acquisition activity picking up strongly, and where do housing markets go from here? But first, a message about an upcoming event. This is Tracy Velt, Real Trends Editor of Content. Join me April 29th through May 1st, 2020 at the Grand Hyatt Denver for the premier leadership event of the year, the Real Trends Gathering of Eagles. Steve Murray and I will be interviewing brokers who accomplished the impossible. Multiple years of growth, no matter what the market. Plus, hear from author and leadership expert Patrick Lencioni on how to build a healthy organization. After his keynote session, coaches from Lencioni's team will be on hand to lead small group workshops so you can put his practices into play. For the first time ever, we're inviting brokerage leaders and up to three of their leadership team members. Go register at realtrends.com backslash events. You won't want to miss this one-of-a-kind event. And spaces are filling up quickly. Go engage, go lead, go register. realtrends.com backslash events. The iBuyer craze, if that's what we want to call it, took another big quantum step this week with the announcement by Realogy of a new program they labeled RealSure, which will initially be rolled out in a few markets, but ultimately will be expanded nationally through all five brands, actually six brands of Realogy, including Corcoran, Better Homes and Gardens, ERA, Century 21, Cobble Banker, and Sotheby's. It will be national in scope. It will be all markets with a particular focus on homes priced from $100,000 to $500,000. According to sources at Realogy, there may be some variation in those prices from market to market. So now we have the largest real estate organization in the U.S., Realogy, joined by the largest portal in the U.S., Zillow, together with companies already well-known, OfferPad, OpenDoor, and many others that are offering to purchase homes for people or to from people, or in the case of Knock and or Ribbon, they'll buy your next home for you in advance of you having to sell your home. This enormous flood of liquidity into the housing market kind of begs the question, is... Are we all nuts? I mean, does anybody really expect that housing markets go on forever with these kind of services and products? We'll deal with that in our third topic this morning. But it is enormously interesting and should be to all agents and all brokerage companies that Keller Williams, Redfin, Rilogy, and certainly others will be offering these kind of programs through their agents to buyers and sellers. It's enormous. 
in how fast it's expanded. And with Realogy jumping in, it's really going to grow rapidly. We expect that'll make it tougher for everybody in the space to compete. If sellers now have two to five different companies they can get bids for, for those who are actually in the business of wanting to buy these homes, that means price competition forces prices down typically, which typically is better for consumers. So a couple of years ago when these first appeared, and we said we think this is a great service, we also think it's very positive that there are four, five, or even six companies now that are offering this service. It means more competition. It means real good services and prices for homeowners and home buyers. It's a very positive development. In a second topic, at Real Trends, being a leader in merger acquisition evaluation, we can report that the prices and terms for brokerage companies in all segments of the marketplace appear to be stabilizing, if not even strengthening a little bit from just three months ago. While most of the activity is taking place at the local level between regional brokers, there is a sense that for those companies with good balance sheets and good management teams, this is a great time for roll-ins and acquisitions of firms that are perhaps not in as good a shape or owned by people who just say, you know what, it's been a fun 30 to 40 years, but I don't want to own brokerage companies anymore, and I'd rather have someone else take my company forward. We're seeing this uptick across the board, regardless of brand, regardless of region, and regardless of business model. For instance, there are a number of strong buyers now buying what we would consider flat fee brokerages, those who might look like Realty One Group or HomeSmart or Fathom or United Real Estate, we're suddenly seeing a strong increased interest in the investment in and acquisition of some of those companies that are more local by those that have more national aspirations. It's a very positive development for these kind of firms. This also goes for whether it's a 100% commission concept like Remax or capped company dollar like Keller Williams, we see an increased appetite for the investment in and acquisition of brokerage companies. One new trend in this area is several of these participants, these investors or acquirers, are not so interested in having to buy 100% of another brokerage company but are at least investigating whether they should invest in 50 or 60 or 70 or 80% of the brokerage companies as opposed to the whole company. I mean, it has been long known that there is a little bit of risk when you take a founding entrepreneur out of an ownership of a brokerage and they become an employee whether they have the same drive and the same motivations to continue to push their brokerage forward, or do they have the same incentives to do so. So this is very positive for brokerage companies. We also see some strengthening of interest 
in well-organized and well-run teams. We're doing a good number of valuations each month, above 15 per month, and orders appear to be increasing. This is very, very positive for the brokerage industry, of course, but it also indicates some renewed faith in the future of the brokerage industry. Lastly, topic number three today is where does the housing market go from here? We talked about the iBuyer phenomenon earlier, but now we're looking at capital flooding into companies like Zillow and Redfin and Compass, of course, and EXP, and we're also talking about people buying homes to help people get in homes on a rent-to-own basis. People like Divi, uh, people like Fly Homes are new entrants that are actually either investing in homes side-by-side with people or buying a home, charging an above-market rent, enabling people to accumulate a down payment to later buy the home. The bottom line is there seems this absolute commitment of billions and billions and billions of dollars of capital to the housing market ten, almost 10 years now after the recovery started. And one wonders, with all of the attention and all of the money flowing into the housing market, are we going to get caught in a deja vu moment? Do we really think that housing prices only have one way to go? Now, understandably, the demand for housing, whether it's multifamily, rental, or single family for sale, is scarce compared to the demand, and there appears to be no short-term cure for that problem. One would say record low mortgage rates, alternative mortgage supplies are increasing, FICO scores are coming down a bit, that we're setting ourselves up for the same thing that happened back in 06 and 07. However, opposing that view would be the traditional lending market is still keeping a tight rein on underwriting. FHA is even tightening up at this point and has. And, and there's a, a, just a tremendous scarcity of housing versus the households being formed. One would say... Given all those factors, how could housing have a downturn? But the fact is we know in many markets in this country, especially higher-end markets, which have been impacted by the 2017 Tax Act with the limitations on state and local taxes, the upper end is struggling in many markets, and unit sales are down and prices are softening. While it's unlikely that will happen in the entry-level part of the market, one does wonder if the party is about to end. Learn more about industry trends, marketing, and technology strategies, as well as listen to past Real Trending episodes on our website, www.realtrends.com blog. This has been Steve Murray. Until next time.